Each day, researchers hone in on a new target for cancer. Is targeted therapy going to be the silver bullet? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives cures to patients through repurposing current therapies for new uses. And my guest is Dr. Stephen Crone, Associate Professor of Molecular Genetics and Cell Biology and Investigator in the Ludwig Center for Metastasis Research at the University of Chicago. Dr. Crone and I are discussing targeted therapy in cancer research. Steve, welcome to ReachMD. Thanks a lot, Bruce. So, Steve, tell us about your research background. What were your undergrad interests, and where did you do your Ph.D. and M.D., and what is the focus of your current research? I was an undergraduate at the University of Pennsylvania, and at the time, I really thought of myself as someone who was going to be a medical doctor and a part-time researcher. And uh, I got very excited by uh, biophysics research as an undergraduate and ended up doing some engineering, and then my Ph.D. I moved to Stanford for an MPhD degree, and my PhD was actually in more biophysics. So I really felt like I didn't know enough and went on to do a postdoctoral fellowship at MIT in genetics. And so I ended up at the University of Chicago ready to sort of combine biophysics, genetics, and molecular biology. And that's what I try to do now. So my interests are in signaling, in DNA damage, signaling in cells, and trying to understand cancer as a disease of how cells are making bad decisions rather than what mutations they have. So let's talk a little bit about targeted therapies. What are they? When we say that, what do we mean? Targeted therapies is sort of a a buzzword right now to refer to whatever the person happens to be pushing, I think. But, you know, I use it really to refer to taking advantage of the structure of the proteins that control cell decision-making and frustrating that by using a molecule that specifically interferes with a signaling pathway. And targeted therapies more generally, I think, means if you know a target that is a protein or some other molecule that's critical for a disease and you can either turn it off or turn it on and change the disease state, that is a a way to do medical therapy. In some ways, antibiotics are targeted therapies. Give us an idea of some other targeted therapy. What's the one that we would sort of know the best over the last few years? Well, you know, I, I think the one that is the real most exciting and the one that has gotten on the cover of Time and Newsweek is a drug that is sold as Gleevec, and I like to call it imatinib because that's the chemical name for the drug. And what is imatinib, and uh, what made it so different? Imatinib is one of a number of, now large number of drugs, which was supposed to be impossible. It's a molecule that looks a little bit like ATP, which is, you know, that power source for the cell, et cetera. But it's a molecule that is not like ATP in that it can't do the reactions that, that ATP can, but it can stick into the binding site for ATP in a special class of molecule called a kinase. It turns out that there are a few relatively rare cancers that have activation of a kinase called ABL. In fact, ABL is named after one of my colleagues, Herb Abelson, who is a a pediatrician here at the university. In any case, in a certain kind of leukemia, chronic myeloid leukemia, there is a unique chromosome translocation called the Philadelphia chromosome. That translocation 
leads to activation of the ABLE kinase. Kinase means a protein that takes ATP, takes one of the phosphates from ATP, adds it to a particular protein, a particular location on that protein, and thereby either turns on or turns off that target protein, that substrate protein. Now, in chronic myeloid leukemia, it turns out that the activated form of ABLE, which is called BCR-ABLE, and some of that work is from another colleague, Janet Rowley, uh, at the university, that BCR-ABLE, if you can turn it off, you can actually stop the proliferation of the chronic myeloid leukemia cells. Gleevec is a molecule that binds to BCR-ABLE, stops its kinase activity, and thereby essentially stops chronic myeloid leukemia cell growth. And is BCR-ABLE something that is necessary for the function of normal cells? Well, ABLE is an important molecule, and you're really hitting on exactly the right point, which is that if you gave someone a molecule, a targeted therapy, that eliminated a molecule such as ABLE that's absolutely necessary for their cellular growth, you'd think that that would be a terrible drug with very bad side effects, hardly better than radiation or chemotherapy for cancer. Well, it turns out that although you might need your ABLE kinase to develop into an adult, once you are an adult, you probably don't need it very much thereafter. So since chronic myeloid leukemia is a disease that uh, is present in generally the population 60 years and older, it turns out that turning off their ABLE kinase throughout their body has relatively small effects. So is Gleevec a cure or just something that puts people into remission? What does it do? So just turning off their kinase, which stops the cells from growing, actually doesn't kill the stem cells. Those are the cells deep in the bone marrow that make the leukemia able to grow back when you stop treating it. So unfortunately, basically it's just a chronic therapy. It's turning cancer into a chronic disease rather than uh, a disease which is either cure or lose the patient. So yeah, it's uh, pretty disappointing. It's just remission. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, and I'm speaking with Dr. Stephen Crone, Associate Professor of Molecular Genetics and Cell Biology and Investigator in the Ludwig Center for Metastasis Research at the University of Chicago about targeted therapies in cancer research. So are these kinds of small molecules likely to ever become cures for disease? You know, I think that there's a hope that if we could get better and better and better small molecule targeted therapies, these are called kinase inhibitors in this case, that we'll eventually hit these oncogenes, these are the activated kinases that are important in some cancers, so hard that all the cells, including the stem cells, will die. I actually don't believe that. The bottom line is that these molecules really can't work all by themselves. However, just as in normal cancer therapy, if you were to combine them potentially with other things like cytotoxic therapies or radiation, perhaps the combination therapy would essentially be the one-two punch to get rid of both the massive tumor as well as the rare stem cells, the minimal residual disease that often lies behind. Is there a new generation of drugs like Gleevec, and do they act the same way? Yeah, you know, I think the, the thing is that Gleevec turned out to be a very, very profitable drug for Novartis. It became a $2 billion a year drug relatively quickly, and this stimulated a whole number of copycats, 
But what really is driving it is that, unfortunately for some patients, after they've been taking Gleevec for a while, their stem cells gradually gain mutations that allow them to resist the effectiveness of this drug so that there's been a push to find new drugs which are stronger, which still are able to stop the resistant BCR able from being active. And so the new, drug, the new second generation drugs deal with the problems created by the first generation drugs. Now, what to do about that, whether you should just start with the second generation drugs, I don't know. How do you make a rational choice of a first-line drug when you're looking at these targeted therapies? That's a very good question. I think the problem is that what's in the pipeline is often much, much better than what's out there uh, on the market. And probably the first answer is that the choice really needs to be made at the level of a tertiary care center and one that's doing studies of the particular kinase pathway that's uh, involved in the cancer that uh, a patient has. Because often um, the drug companies are doing advanced phase studies of things that are going to be quite a bit better and quite a bit more specific than what's out there right now. And that was true with Gleevec. Very soon after Gleevec became available, the second-generation drugs became uh, available as research drugs, and they were the right answer. Now, let's say we have a wide choice of drugs out there, just like cardiologists have, to treat any particular cancer. What are you going to do? Well, there are no tests right now, and that's a major research project in my laboratory. Can we figure out a way to take a patient's cancer cells and rapidly say what drug would be best? What's on the horizon for not only the BCR able but other oncogenic kinases? Well, I really feel that we haven't yet run out of steam with these small molecules that look like ATP but then stop the kinase from acting. There's a lot of room for the pharmaceutical companies to keep making changes. And I'm not meaning just little changes that make them, you know, longer acting. I'm talking about being able to get larger numbers of oncogenic kinases, be more specific or be much better tuned. But that idea is really only going to get us to slightly longer remissions, more, more types of patients with more types of cancer who are going to be controlled. It's really not going to be a great leap forward. So we really have to think about other types of targeted therapies. That is, instead of simply turning off the kinase, I really believe the answer is you want to destroy it. And one of the things that I'm very excited by is there are tricks still to be investigated for finding a, a single molecule in a cell and then guiding it to the machinery that causes proteins to be destroyed. And I think that's going to be very exciting. Are there any of those kinds of drugs in development? You know, it's the technology for doing that has been out there for at least three, four, five years, I think. And if you look at the literature, because we are working on this in the lab, very little is coming out. So either it's very quiet, and they're going to arrive, or people have just decided to discard the idea. I think if it's the latter, that was a major mistake. What about RNA interference or other therapies that might work for oncogenes? Well, you know, hitting the proteins, some people would say, which is the, the oncogen, oncogenic kinases and the other oncoproteins, is sort of too late already. They've been expressed. They've maybe had a chance to become active. Go after the mutated genes is what many people would say, and that's what RNA interference does. It blocks the genes from being expressed. The problem is I have no idea how you can get RNA interference to work efficiently, which means having to take pieces of RNA, which are very, very unstable types of molecules, and put them into cells so 
sort of from a distance. I'm sure it works beautifully in the test tube for some people under special conditions, but I just don't see it ever getting into the clinic except, you know, at very, very specialized research centers. We've all heard about the success of Gleevec. Can we find other targeted therapies that work as well or better? I want to thank my guest, Dr. Stephen Crone, Associate Professor of Molecular Genetics and Cell Biology and Investigator in the Ludwig Center for Metastasis Research at the University of Chicago for talking to us about the future of targeted therapies. I'm attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that repurposes existing treatments for new uses. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.